0: Oh, God, we come to you this morning wanting to hear you, wanting to experience your word. We come this morning with our hearts and minds focused on who you are, even though it's easy to allow who we are to, uh, to creep in and overtake those thoughts. So, God, open our hearts and minds to see you Allow your word to to live inside of each and every one of us so that we may proclaim your goodness to the world around us. So, Lord, we pray that you let the words of my mouth and the meditation of each heart here be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. There's a two-word phrase that, that has been around for a, a long, long time. And I know a lot of churches have, have, have talked about this phrase. I know that we've talked about this phrase here or there. And it, it, it talks about how we as a church do things. And, and that phrase, that, that simple two-word phrase is vision leaks. Vision leaks leaks. Now, what, what they're talking about is that when, when you have a, a set vision for your church, that, that it, it, it slowly leaks away. I, I got in my car this morning and um, almost said some not so nice words. Luckily, I was all by myself whenever I did this, but something popped up on my, my dashboard and it was that, that just unholy, l- low-tire light gauge. I think you've all have had, had to deal with it. I have gone to, uh, t- to Firestone several times to say, okay, come on, let's, let's figure this out. But the, the dumb thing still comes on because it leaks. And until you find out what is causing that leak, you know, if it's a tire. I mean, the last guy, the last guy, he looked around, he didn't see anything. He said, well, we'll just fill it up, and if it happens again, just let me know. So we'll, we'll be going back to fire so they can raise it up and actually look at all of the tires to see if there's a nail or see if it's a sensor or whatever. But it is so frustrating when, when that happens. And as a pastor, it's frustrating, too, when you see the vision of the church starting to leak. And it's not because we know people don't love the church. We know people love and absolutely adore the church. And we know people desire to have a deeper and stronger relationship with Jesus Christ. But what happens, what causes vision to leak is life. Plain and simple. And it doesn't matter what kind of life you have going on, it's going to cause the vision of the church to leak. Things could be be great and, and wonderful in your life, and everything is just just going going so awesome, but it will still leak. Or, or, or you may be going through a a horrible rough patch right now in your life, right now, and. It leaks. And, and the reason why vision leaks is because we, we, we have a tendency to turn our eyes and our life off of Jesus. And, and we start looking directly at us. How can we take care of ourselves? What is it that we need? What is it that I need to, to make myself better than I am already? Now, the obvious leak is where we've been for the past year. We, we have not really been together. And, and when the church is not together, my friends, that's, that's like taking a big old giant ice pick and shoving it into the tire and seeing all of the air just start... To, to, to release. So, so we are going to spend the next six weeks talking about our vision. How is it that, that we can use this vision for the first and foremost, the most important thing? How can we grow in christ likeness with each other? So, as a reminder, uh, it, it's printed on the bulletin every Sunday. But I thought it would be a good reminder for us to to take a look at our at our mission and our vision again and just to refresh our minds. I, I have it written up on the screen. So here is here is the mission of our church. Now, this, this mission is is scripture. It, it is what Jesus told his disciples right before he ascended into heaven. So please share the read this with me. Our mission is making disciples of Jesus Christ. For the transformation of the world. Now, the making disciples of Jesus Christ, that, that is the scriptural part. The United Methodist Church, I think back in uh, the early 2000s, at one of the general conferences, they added the for the transformation of the world, which was kind of a redundancy, but they felt like it needed to be there. But what we do as a church is make disciples. Make disciples of Jesus Christ so, so that more and more people can come to know who Jesus is through, through the work of the church. And then in 2017, the, the year after I got here to Roy City, First United Methodist Church, the church has been, was in the process of what's called the Healthy Church Initiative. And, and what that was was a way for us to, to look at how we do ministry here and how we can continue to reach out so we can, what, make more disciples. And through that work, the the, the team that we pulled together, we came up with that vision that we just sang about. And I want you to say the vision with me. To be gods, you belong here, worshiping together, serving with heart, and growing in faith. So like I said, the next six weeks, we're going to look at all of this because all of this serves one point and one purpose for us to make disciples for us to become more Christ-like and have that Christ-likeness kind of merge on to everybody else so that when people look at Royce City First United Methodist Church, they don't see a a beautiful historic building that was built in 1904. They see a bunch of people that look like Jesus Christ and, and share his love and grace with the world around us. So today we're focusing on be gods. Now, one, one quick note about that. Uh, I, I use this as an email signature. If you've gotten an email from me, I, I have B gods uh, written there, B-E-G-O-D apostrophe S. That's important to make sure that we, we make that, that designation. And I stole it from Rich Mullins. Uh, when I was in school, uh, he w- well, was in a few classes with me up at, at Fringe University. And he uh, released an album called uh, Liturgy Legacy in a Ragamuffin Band. And, and I bought the CD and immediately went to music theory class. And uh, he, he signed it for me. And, and the way that he signed it, he signed it, are you in conducting? Because that was something, a little joke that we had. But then he wrote Be God's rich. And I asked him, why Why did? Do, why do you say that? He said, oh, it's just kind of funny. I said, okay, yeah, it is kind of funny, but what do you mean? Well, it means that that's, that's who we're supposed to be. We are supposed to belong to God, to, ha- to have Jesus be anything and everything we do about. And, and so I started to use that as, as my email signature, and, and it kind of caught on around here and that's why it's the very top of our our vision is that we are above and beyond anything else we are to belong to God, we are to be gods And, and the rest of our vision, the rest of the work that we do as a church shows that shows who we belong to but as I said at the very beginning of our time together, vision leaks. And, and we see time and time again where, where things kind of wear at that. And, and we live our lives not necessarily as gods, but as our owns. And then we become our own gods. So our scripture for this morning comes from the uh, book of 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verses 1 through 9 and we'll have the words written up on the screen for you to follow along if you don't have your Bibles with you this morning. So here the word of the Lord. Paul writes brothers and sisters I could not address you as people who live by the Spirit but as people who are still worldly. Mere infants in Christ. I gave you milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for it. Indeed, you are still not ready. You are still worldly. For since there is jealousy and quarreling among you, are you not worldly? Are you not acting like mere humans? For when one says, I follow Paul... And another, I follow Apollos. Are you not mere human beings? What after all is Apollos? And what is Paul? Only servants through whom you came to believe as the Lord assigned to each his task. I planted the seed. Apollos watered it. But God has been making it grow. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything but only God who makes things grow. The one who plants and the one who waters has one purpose, and they will each be rewarded according to their own labor. For we are co-workers in God's service. You are God's field, God's building. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I guess one thing in my my 49 years of living that I have seen that can keep our hearts and minds not focused on Jesus, that's division. And I think division is something that can really, really cause vision to leak. Division is something that that we don't necessarily decide that we want to have happen, but but it just happens. That that, that we allow division to to come and, and divide God's people. We see it happen here in First Corinthians. We see that there were there were there were two teachers that that, that were causing not, not not causing division, but but the people that were listening to these teachers were causing division division. They have Paul who is addressing it, but you have another teacher named Apollos who who was a a teacher that that was just great in speech. I mean, he could really, really share about Jesus, and people started to have different sides. Well, well, I'm Paul's person, or I'm I'm Apollos person. So whatever Paul has to say, I don't want to hear anything to do with what Paul has to say because I just want to follow what Apollos says. Well, Apollos is just full of it because I'm I'm a I'm a Paul guy myself, and you know Paul has done all of these. You can see how it can start to divide and 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 really tear up the church in Corinth. But friends, it doesn't take two teachers to cause division in a church. Because division is something that happens in the world around us. Paul reminds us in Romans chapter 16, verses 17 and 18, I urge you, brothers and sisters, to watch out for those who cause divisions and put obstacles in your way that are contrary to the teaching you have learned. Keep away from them, for, for such people are not serving our Lord Christ, but they are serving their own appetites. One of the biggest divisions that we have in, in being God or, or belonging to God is, is that we have these ways that, that, are, that are feeding our own appetites, those things that, that we desire for ourselves. And then we have a tendency to to make that into the teachings of the church. And when we have a tendency to make those the teachings of the church, then it causes the fractions that we see around us. And and the one thing that we can do to to remind ourselves and and to, to correct these divisions is to realize that, as Paul said at the end of the scripture, we are co-workers in God's service we are God's field we are God's building Not say that 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 it, it's easy to look at this and go that we don't matter anymore but no it, it's not that we don't matter it's that we matter to God so much that he wants us to have him fully in our lives with the division that we have in our world around us, it it, it causes us to start to think who it is that we belong to. Paul continues in Ephesians 2, verses 13 and 14, to tell us who it is that we belong to. He says, we belong to Christ Jesus. At one time, you were far away from God, but now you have been brought close to him. Christ did this for you when he gave his blood on the cross. We have peace because of Christ. He has made the Jews and those who are not Jews one people. He broke down the wall that divided them. My friends, you now belong to Christ Jesus. And I don't know about you, but for me, that is such great news. Knowing that, that, that I, I am not out there on my own trying to figure out how, how to do this life on my own, but because I belong to Christ, he has brought me close to him. He has brought me close to him so that, that anything and everything I do is bathed. In his goodness. It's bathed in his, his grace. It is bathed in his love. So I can just freely just open my arms and say, Lord Jesus, I belong to you. you now, when people join our church, there are two questions that I always ask of new members. I know we have some new members that are here today and they just answered those questions uh, about like three weeks ago and the very first question I think is, is the most important question that, that any person in the church can answer and I'm going to invite you to do that right now that first question is do you recommit your life to Jesus Christ and say I do and that just a beautiful feeling to know that we are able to recommit our life day after day. You know, growing up, I, I, I would recommit my life whenever I would go to camp. Where we have those those summer camps or anything, and, and whenever I became a, a youth director, uh, I would see the same thing. The, the kids in my youth group, whenever we would have that, that last evening where you know, we, we, we would play music, we would sing, we have a great powerful message, we'd invite kids to, to recommit their lives to Jesus Christ. All, all of the kids would just kind of swarm and go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's great. But, you know, growing up, I realized that recommitting my life to Jesus Christ is something I need to do a whole lot more than just once a year. And so it, it, it would become like a quarterly thing. Where, where I would realize, you know, once a quarter, yeah, I, I probably need to recommit my life again, and, and I would do that. But, but again, now at the age that I'm at right now, I realize that that is something I need to do day after day after day, because it is so easy to stumble and to fall. And, and, and if we stumble and we fall and we don't recommit our lives to Jesus Christ daily, and we're on our own. Not because Christ has gone away from us. It's because we have gone away from Christ. The second question that I ask is also worded in a way to remind us that that this church isn't our church. It's Christ's church. And so I ask, will you be faithful to Christ's church in Royce City First United Methodist Church with your prayers, your presence, your gifts, your service, and your witness, and say, I do. Amen. Once we realize and once we understand that that anything and everything we do, it, it, it relies on the point that we belong to God. We are to be God's and how we react with one another, how, how we interact with one another, how we, we share God's love and grace to the world. So over the next several weeks, we are going to be taking a look at the rest of our vision, but we're going to look at it in a, a different way. There is something called the means of grace. And, and there, are, there are five of them that are instituted by, by Jesus Christ. And we're going to look at those five means of grace over the, next, over the next five weeks. We're going to look at the Lord's Supper, prayer, searching the scriptures, Christian conferencing, and fasting. And see how those play into the, the vision we have for our church to be God's, knowing that we belong here. Worshipping together, serving with heart, and growing in faith. A- and by by living through these five different means of grace, it can help remind us each day to not let that that slowly happen of our vision. But most importantly, not let that slowly happen with our own faith. Where one day we may sit there and go, God, where are you? Where, where have you been? But when we reconnect, we can see that, that God has been there the entire time. And all we need to do is say, yes, Lord, here I am, your servant. So we're going to be giving you exercises to do during the week. And the first exercise is in your bulletin. Hopefully you have this. If you don't have one, I know we have made more copies. I think they're available out here. If you or if you want more for your family, uh, please take this. But it, but it's just a simple prayer. That this is a prayer for you to take with you this week. It says, "Jesus, I belong to you. Jesus, I." belong to you I, I i challenge you or encourage you to uh you know put it up on your bathroom mirror uh in the morning so it, it's the first thing hopefully that you see in the morning uh and while you're getting ready or uh take it and put it like in your car somewhere so you're reminded of that or if, if you if you carry your bible with you all the time just take it and and put it in your bible or if you want to if you're more of a techie type of person uh, to spend some time today and and put a little alarm in your your phone. That way it, it pops up either uh, once during the day or, or several times during the day just to remind you. To give you the opportunity to say, Jesus, I belong to you. All that I am, all that I have is yours. And I am thankful that you came to suffer, to die, to to rise again, to be ascended so that I may keep my heart and mind on you and those things above. Jesus, I belong to you. Let us pray. Lord, we start this prayer out with these words, and I invite you all to join me, the words that are on this card. Jesus, I belong to you. I'll say that one more time. Jesus, I belong to you. I don't think there's any more beautiful words than that. To have that reminder in our lives, that, that, that no matter what is happening around us, No matter, no matter the storms, no matter the celebrations, no matter just the everyday droning on of life, to start each day saying, Jesus, I belong to you as a prayer that I desire us all to do so that we know that we belong to you and you belong to us. And, and, and together, through your love and through your grace and through your mercy, you strengthen us so that we may look at our neighbors and we can extend the love and grace in a way that allows people to see you through us and and helps us to to bear that Christ-likeness so that we may be your disciples.